0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side
1: B. All right, everybody. Welcome to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, On Side A, we, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks since we did a show, so we caught up on what's going on. And uh, because it's unavoidable in uh, 2017, we talked about Donald Trump. Maybe Donald Trump will be to CRS in 2017, what Kanye West was to CRS in 2016. God, I hope not. (laughs) Have you heard a peep out of Kanye this year? no
0: um not since no i mean I see, i'm I, seeing a couple like meh, nothing serious yeah not just a lot of uh you know people were getting on him for you know not um being invited to the inauguration
1: which in for, retrospect i, I mean. his
0: brand his brand what do you say like his his brand does not represent like traditional american values or something like that they said <laughs> I from, mean,
1: from what i from what i've seen seems like he's he's uh seems like you and him are in similar modes right now he's he's a hold up in the studio i believe hey look man <laughs> gotta make that magic um so 20 karat magic <laughs> so what's up man let's, so let's, so let's, saturday let's we talked politics but we don't have a ton of important music to, to talk about but let's catch up on 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 music like let's do it bef- so not quite a new album, but certainly related to music inescapable on social media last week was people talking about this new edition movie. Yes. Miniseries movie. What am I calling? Uh, Um, three night miniseries, three night miniseries.
0: Yep. Two hours,
1: uh, two hours every, you said, what's up Siri? What you trying to do? Okay. Yeah. Uh That was my, sorry. We said miniseries and that triggered. Hey Siri. So, you know, that's crazy. (laughs) 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 big brothers watching. Um, Yeah. Three
0: night miniseries, two hours per episode, mad commercials. So two hours was really like hour and a half. Not even that. Um, part three, I watched part three after, um, and it was an hour and 12 minutes. Oh wow. So it's probably like four hours total of movie. Yep. Okay. And, and the crazy part, the, the third part, Like they literally went from 1991 to 1996 in two seconds. Um, That was probably the only thing about the movie I didn't like. The rest of it from top to bottom was fantastic. They went right from 91 to hit me off. They went straight from the episode of Video Soul where um, Ralph Tresvant had just dropped sensitivity. BBD was already hot from poison. And Bobby Brown was already like the king with his Don't Be Cruel album because the first half of that album was like all singles. And I think I read somewhere it went seven times platinum. So he was like the guy. And it went from, yeah, we're about to start working on a new, new edition album. And then they just skipped Bobby's third album. They skipped everybody flopping. I mean, they kind of wrapped it up very quickly as to why they needed to do the tour. Everybody was everybody except uh, Mike Bivens and Bobby were in debt, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Um, But you know that could have got another 45 minutes to an hour out of that they could have they could have not skipped those 5 years there's enough in there that's how i know i'm getting old like when i, I said this about straight out of Compton when you can watch these movies that the generation under us have no idea like what went on and you can point out inconsistencies because well, the same way that we're nerds about stuff now like I was a nerd about New Edition and NWA back then, so I knew everything. It's crazy. I
1: mean, straight out of Compton, the idea that Dre walked in <laughs> when he was recording "Hill Mary is completely ridiculous. <sighs> I will never forgive that. And it was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. He could have been recording anything from All Eyes on Me. And it would have made more sense. No, I
0: mean, but no, no I mean, not only that, not only that, you <laughs> walk into a death row studio session with Suge Knight, a bunch of Bloods, and several pit bulls and Dobermans. You hit one of his guys, and nothing happens to you. Nothing. The same, the same crew that made
1: a club
0: promoter drink
1: pee. Listen, that's movie magic, but I I will not tolerate inaccuracy in timelines. Like I just <laughs> Okay, so okay, so you're the guy like you are more guy. upset about the the lack of uh chronological Oh, yeah, especially like so I heard for the new so I heard, I didn't watch the new edition uh thing. I heard for the new edition thing that they sort of fudge the ending a little bit so that they could end on the BET concert when that's not really how the time how the timeline really went. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Like that's a fudging of a timeline to accomplish something. Yes. Even if you, uh, someone might nitpick it. That thing was straight out of Compton. What? Why? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <sighs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It was when hilarious. It, the second half and of that, that
1: movie really just fell off the...
0: Man, the first half was so good. It was so good. And they just got the death row. And I don't know if Dre
1: just has some unforgiveness in his heart, but they just, oof. Is it every, I mean, is it really after the concert in Detroit that it falls off? It starts at that point, right? Like up until so, then, it's, it's pretty unimpeachable, right? No, it's, uh, right after no Vaseline. We're, we're, we're ruining, uh, the out of Compton movie, by the way. I apologize. If you too. haven't
0: seen <laughs> Outta Compton by now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: right after, right after they hear no Vaseline and they do, uh, the niggas for life album and the production on an album. Oh my God. So,
1: new edition movie so my really before like so in the late 80s early 90s i mean i knew bobby brown and i knew poison of course but i didn't know anything else my introduction no joke to new edition as a group was probably hit me off wow wow yeah wow because what would i I what would i have heard I know, but I, I, it's just hard. I know to that's. I know them. we we got a lot of we got we we got a bunch of people who just screamed out loud. What about this song? But like, nah, nah, I, nah. That's real because New Edition.
0: Here's the thing that people don't get about New. Well, people know this about New Edition. Who know New Edition? New Edition was wildly successful amongst minorities, African Americans, <laughs> which is why when they broke off from Maurice Starr, he did the exact same thing with them, and
1: they ended up becoming New Kids on the Block. So. I Like, I like I had almost certainly heard Candy Girl, but I, it's not like I would have heard Candy Girl and go, oh, right, that's New Edition. You know what I mean? Right, sure. And so let me look at the second album. What does that have? Cool, cool It Now is Telephone Man. Maybe yeah. Cool It Now, but like, I w- again, I wouldn't have... Like, that would have been like... Like, Cool It Now, first of all, came out when I was one years old. Right, Like right, So right, 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 right. So that's not really going to work. Right. So in, in, in their early
0: career, if you are... If you are if you were born in like the mid '80s, '84, '85, '86, there's a good chance you're not gonna remember, you know, their All for Love album, Under the Blue Moon, their debut, their self-titled album, Candy Girl. You're not gonna remember that unless maybe if music was in the house. Right. For me, you know, their Christmas album. Is up there with like the Motel Christmas and the Jackson 5 Christmas is like one of the greatest Christmas albums ever because my dad used to play it all the time as a kid. So we were already familiar with them, but you know, any new edition fan will tell you that Heartbreak is their breakout album. Like they had hits, but they were a kitty group.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I just, I'm looking at it right now and it makes sense because Heartbreak is when they get hooked up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. So that's, you're all in on Heartbreak.
0: Oh my God. Yes. I mean, like I said, I said this on Twitter, it's my favorite album cover of all time. I just remember my father having the vinyl and just staring at it for hours, overanalyzing everything, wanting every single outfit on the back cover. Um, And then at this time, I forgot that MCA was the R&B powerhouse that it was in the late 80s. When we think of MCA. We mostly think of Uptown. We think of Puff. We think of Jodeci. Before then, it was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I believe Janet was signed to MCA. I'm pretty sure she was. So in those days, from 87 to about 90, 91, your album had either Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Babyface and L.A. Reid, or Teddy Riley on it. And you had at least two to three hits, like smash hits. So any heartbreak, you can hear the records that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis do, and then you can hear the records that other producers do. Hmm. Like they wrote, I'm reading, I'm reading that they wrote everything. But you know, if it isn't love, any heartbreak, crucial, uh, you're not my kind of girl. Uh, can you stand the rain? And boys to men, like those are huge amazing records that still hold up. Like just, I went on a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis binge this weekend. I made a playlist and like, they're just, they were just phenomenal, man. They just crafted it. They crafted a sound. It's what people complain about with the Neptunes when give it to me came out and people were saying, give us that. Mm. That's pretty much what Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were doing. Like these records, a lot of them sounded the same, but they were so good, it didn't matter. Right. So I'm very, very high on this album, this era, their solo albums. Johnny Gill's solo album is amazing. A lot of people said that "Don't Be Cruel" was the best solo album from a new edition member. That is false. Um, Johnny Gill's <laughs> debut album that had "My My My" and "Fairweather Friend," "Rub You the Right Right Way," "Lady DuJour, um giving my all to you, even gave a throwaway, there you go, for the Boomerang soundtrack, um, the thing about Don't Be Cruel, like, look at, look, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna, it's Don't Be Cruel album, okay, track listing, he starts off, the first six tracks, after the intro, you got Don't Be Cruel, my prerogative, Rony, Rock With You, in every little step, that's, <laughs> that's like getting punched in the face, Six times before you realize you get hit. Those are those are five huge records, and they're all except my prerogative. Um, all of them are babyface and La Reed. But the second half of that album, somebody named me a song off that album that they like. Mm. I wait. Nope. <laughs> Johnny Gill's album was better from top to bottom. Yada yada blah blah blah. Um, but you know, just I could really go on and just fan out about new edition. So this for me was amazing. It was great. B T had been promoting it for like a year and it lived up to all the expectation. The acting was great. Um, the fact that they were actually singing the songs was great. It was just dope, man. They, they even like kind of touched on the, uh, the puff daddy era, like a little bit, but not then they probably should have. And you're just looking at that album cover. You're just like, man, they, they really, they was really up here with baggy denim suits, and tim's like that's not new edition
1: (laughs) what is this hit me off is pretty great though hit me off is a dope record yeah it's a dope record that so i know they also had i'm still in love i don't even remember i'm still in love with you yeah you do no play it
0: okay hold on i'll play it all right yeah you do you think so it's one of their biggest ballads i was never crazy about that song but it's it's a it's a very good song it's jimmy jim and terry lewis yeah, it's a, it's a great song. I'm not crazy about it. But it's a great song. I know you've heard this song. Okay, of course you gotta have the the long unnecessary R and B intro. I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> you've heard this before. No man, I don't think I ever heard that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, yeah. Shake yeah. it. Shake it. It's very glossy, mm. uh, mid-90s R&B.
1: Yeah, uh, I hear that. Ballad
0: record. I hear that. Yeah. So, nah, this, this, this is a dope record. I need to go back and listen to that Home Again album because I don't remember anything else off of it. The only thing I remember about it was that it was a. It had the white case. Remember when <laughs> cases were different colors and that was like crazy? Like it was dope? You yeah. know, like the like the, the back case or whatever that the CD actually was in you know, would be black. Then it started getting clear and then later on like people were making them different colors you know i'm not talking about, like the master p cases but like just the the back of the cd was different no, people, people
1: people used to get real creative they did. cuz you had to, you wanted it to stand out absolutely and they, and 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 they were really going with like with you know white like they're wearing white suits on the album cover like their outfits yeah. in in that hit me off video are hilarious
0: oh man do i need to watch that again <laughs> Because I sure didn't I, I, I stayed in the 88 to like 93 vein mm. With all my New Edition standard I didn't go Very home again But yeah. Yeesh Crazy That's crazy And like That's that's people's first Some people's first in, Introduction to New Edition Was uh, Hit Me Off That's yeah. crazy Yeah that's, That is super crazy it's No sensitivity No nah. oh, Hold on Let me also say this <laughs> Hold up I know. I, I don't care. It's my show. Um, <laughs> l- l- listen. Yeah. Listen. I don't want to hear. I heard some malarkey about Ralph Tresvant not having records. <gasps> malarkey. I've been using that word a lot. Um, people said all he had is sensitivity. And sensitivity is an amazing record. You mean to tell me that do what I got to do is not a crazy record? You mean to tell me that money can't buy me love is not a crazy record? Get out of my face. Don't talk to me about RB. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll throw hands. I will fight. Um, was there anything else I want to say about New Edition before we moved on? I'm sure there's plenty, but we can go ahead. We can go ahead and move on, man. We can go ahead and move on. So
1: let's talk about some 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 Lucys that are floating around. Yeah, let's do it, you man, Lupe Fiasco.
0: <sighs> okay.
1: <laughs> now, hold. Uh, let me give him some credit. He. He's doing, he might. he's not sounding as terrible. I know that's damning damn thing with fame and praise, but I mean, so he's got he's definitely got a new project coming out. What's the name of it? What's it's it? um hold on. Some <laughs> Oh, it's Drogas D R O G A S in all caps and then Light. What does that even mean?
0: You know there's some deep <sighs> Anyway. Let, hey, yeah. Listen, listen.
1: Here's, here's it, it, it appears to be fully indie, by the way. It shows up on iTunes as first and fifteenth. Okay,
0: well that's dope. Good for him. Here, here here's here's in my. Uh, I, I skimmed through the record. I said, "Oh, who's on it? It's Ross and somebody else on it, right?" And and Crit. Okay, I'm like, oh, okay, Ross Crit and Lupe. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know who produced it? No. Okay.
1: Let me let me see if I can figure that out.
0: Like, that sounds like that could be a dope record. Put them on a. High eighties, low ninety BPM. Like Ross and Crit can both rap, and you're Lupe, and then you get them on like this trap tempo with this very basic trap beat. Once I heard the beat, I didn't want to hear anything else. The beat was okay. Eggs, eggs That's my point. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Nah, it was oh, it was mad eye.
1: Um, did you uh, did you hear the other record with uh? With a, is it, I always forget. It's Gizzle, right? Ooh. Is it Jizzle or Gizzle? I always get that wrong. Gizzle? Thank Ooh.
0: you. <laughs> Lupe? Yeah. Nah, I only heard. The, I only heard the. Oh, the so I you should. It it's called
1: Jump. You should actually listen to that. Oh man. I. That's the one that I tweeted out, when I was like, "Okay, all right, okay. all right, all Lupe, okay." All right, hold up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And going gold. Flower bearing, call it I'm just going to stop because I have a beat that uses this exact same sample the exact same, <laughs> oh, same <no>. way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, this is why I got to tell you about this stuff. See, uh, I heard that t- and I was like, all right, Lupe. What's this
0: made in the USA? Is this new? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Lupe. Lupe. <laughs> That's from November. Okay. Please find Soundtrack. Please. <laughs> if, you're, if you don't want to pay for samples, just put it on SoundCloud. Please. <laughs> just do an EP. Do a, a maxi single. Do something. Like your production is killing me. You're
1: One this, of the greatest rappers ever. The, the Ross record wasn't bad. The Gizzle record, I, Gizzle, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm actually I like Lupe on this record the hook actually kind of works I was like you know what I'm not mad at this and to me that's a step up from I don't ever want to listen to this again yeah,
0: sh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> which sure. is which is where I unfortunately I was at so I'm like hey
0: I think I think my problem my problem with him is uh he put out that um what was it called it was called Pharaoh something um where he just wrapped over all those Robert Glasper instrumentals and that that just that just wasn't fair and you're like no no, no, I was like, yes, please find Robert Glasper and put out an entire project yesterday. No, you know what? We, we should do a plug for our man. He's just called Wes Pendleton. He should. Yeah, Lupe and Lupe and Wes would actually be dope. Lupe shout and West would be super dope. Shout out to Wes. Whew. Shout out to West. Yeah, Wes. sh- yeah shout, out to, shout out to Wes. So, are you excited for this Lupe project? <laughs> no. uh, you know I, what, Doc? I, I, I'm just... I, here, it's sad. It, I know. It's sad, actually. No, I don't no, really no, want to no, make no, fun no. of it. But I'm not, honestly, dude, I'm not really, again, just because I've been in this space and just kind of where I've been mentally and spiritually and all that good stuff, like, I'm just not really excited for, like, hip hop, period. Mm. And it's not even on some, I'm getting older. It's not even on some, this is trash. It's just, like, my, my tastes are changing. And I've said that a time or 10 on this show, um, you know. And then every time I come back, and I you know been out the been out the loop for so long, then I go back and listen to stuff for this show, and I'm just like, okay, well I'm not really missing anything, and I go back out. I find stuff here and there. One of the songs that we're going to talk about um, fairly soon in, or within this episode I like a lot, but you know that's because it, it's already made it on its on my palate.
1: Mm. And so the it's hard stuff- the, the, for you, what's hard is finding like stuff that expands your palate. Um, yeah, it's
0: expanding the palate. It's it's expanding the palette. I'll say that. I, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to process that on air. There's, there's some other things that I can't really talk about. But yeah, it's, it's finding something to expand my palette that like challenges me, that makes me, that makes me want to respond in a way outside of hmm, that was pretty good. You know, what was the last like Doc what was the last record that excited you, that song made song or
1: album, um, either it just uh, made you say like yo. You know what? Hold on, it's, it's funny you mention that. This uh this guy Daniel Caesar. You heard of him? I've been hearing about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's a, first of all R&B dude. Okay. He I think he's got a new album coming out. It's not out yet, but he's got a couple new songs out from it. Uh the one I like the one I really like is called Get You. No, okay. is it Get You? Wait, what's the other one? Hold on. Uh yeah, it might be Get You. Yeah, he's got a couple records out right now and I'm like, "Okay. Okay. Okay. I'll check him out." Yeah, you should you should listen to Daniel Caesar. Yeah, it's called Get You. It's really uh yeah. That's a dope record okay i'll check it out i'll check it out i heard him i heard him and i was like oh and i immediately okay. was like does this guy have an album because i need this right now
0: yeah see that that's what i want somebody yeah. give that to me somewhere musically please yeah.
1: so yeah i'll give a i'll give a plug for daniel caesar okay cool i'll, ch- I'll check it out um, I'll check it. so let's talk about your name rick ross real quick yes got a record with ty dollar yes i think she liked me yes how do you I, do you like it <laughs> Uh,
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. So the beat is dope. The beat is super dope. Ross is doing what Ross does. Like it's not anything exciting. It's not anything. It's a default. There's a default Ross flow that he uses quite a bit. He's using it here. Um, You know, it just it sounds like, you know, him saying this sounds like or this feels like Rich Forever 2.
1: Per- perks my ears up a little bit yeah i heard that and i was like oh is he is he making a sequel but then i realized no he's got an album he's got an album but you know at this point ross
0: is so low on hip-hop's totem pole meaning you know he oversaturated himself um and people just really aren't checking for him he could do a rich forever too and it would garner a little bit of interest i think
1: yeah in a weird way a rich forever too would do
0: him a lot of good yep yep and we are very we are for the most part anti-sequel
1: here on clock radio speakers oh god but, yes you know when when done right you know well it, it would signal it would signal something very specific for his fan base right it, yes. he would be now it would need to actually sound like a sequel to rich forever 2 like to rich yeah. forever you know if he calls it rich forever 2 i mean it's the trap or die 2 problem yep right you Jeezy puts out trap or die 2 and everyone's like oh word Yep, and then you hear it and you're like, oh, okay. We'll meet Trapper yeah, but it, you know, you, you know, you can't you can't call it Trapper Dai Tzu and not you know, right? Um, right. But no, the uh, you know, that's a that's a dope stylistic sample. Um, yeah. I don't really love the hook so much. It's kind of a it's a B grade Thai dollar hook. Yeah,
0: it's it's not, but I
1: don't. But that song's yeah, that song's like, about the beat, and, and and Ross does his effortless flow. Yes, that's what that song's about. Yes,
0: it it's the it's the opulent Ross, <laughs> you know, Justice League style, yes, um, production that people like him for, and that people were mad that he wasn't going back to uh, when he struck gold with BMF,
1: mm.
0: and tried to and spent three years trying to make another BMF. Instead of just making good music, but he was making good music in the midst of that, but it wasn't BMF, so people weren't really paying attention to it. But yeah, I like that record. I agree. Like the the man, the um, I don't know, man. If I'm paying for a Ty Dolla Sign hook, I want to hit. (laughs) So if I get him on that record, I want him to do what John Legend did for me on Magnificent, if that's possible. Mm. But that's just me, though. Who am I? Who are you? (laughs) You think a man should never, ever, ever cry? sounds like the beat is crying.
1: <laughs> what record did he say that on? Well, he said, sounds like the beat is crying. <laughs> that would be a, a really great, uh, like jeopardy category. Like you have to like, <laughs> it'd be all time, all times when, when a member of Dipset was talking to the sample on the beat in some way.
0: <laughs> and almost all of them would be jewels. Like the- <laughs> almost, almost all of them would jewels. Yeah. Like almost yeah. all of them would be jewels. Right. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Sounds like the biggest is <laughs> crying. Like, why? why is my favorite? Because he's like, yeah, yeah why? <laughs> <laughs> like, it yeah, didn't even occur to him. He was like, yeah, why?
0: <laughs> you know what? You're right, Sample. Why? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, what else came out, man? Let's talk
1: about your man, Big Sean. We'll talk about him more next week, but his rollout has been. Lengthy, yeah. I want to talk about that. I was a little okay. confused because By I saw him on SNL, yep, like not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah, it's two weeks ago. But, like, how do you not release the album, right? Like, either the Friday before or the Friday after? Yeah, it's I Saturday was night, really Libya confused. It came out
0: that Saturday. Or, yeah, Saturday, album comes out Friday, Saturday Live, Saturday. And then he was just, I believe he was on Ellen this week. He was on Ellen right. like
1: yesterday. Well, his, right, his album comes, his, yeah, his, his album comes out Friday. So I, the Ellen thing this week makes sense. But like, yeah, he's been doing promo, like serious promo for like two, three weeks now. Leaking a lot of stuff off of the album. So I've uh, heard Halfway Off the Balcony. Yeah. Bounce Back. Yeah. I think Moves. Yeah, Moves is like really short too. Yeah, I didn't listen to stuff on SNL, so I
0: didn't hear Sunday Morning Jetpack. Okay, that's the I, I heard that he was going to be performing something new. That's what he did. Yeah. Okay. Is that the record with the dream? It is. Okay, of course. Come on, Terius.
1: Yeah, that could. That's either gonna be mediocre, like that. That song will either be mediocre or great. There's no in between yep. there. <laughs> yeah. With a title yep. like Sunday Morning Jetpack and Terius, it's either great or. Eh. Yeah. Pretty much. Um and then uh, you also heard "Living Single," which we both really liked, right? Which is not on the album. Wait, what? That's right, oh. not on the album. <laughs> Hold up, I'm looking at the track list right now. I know, I, I saw it. I saw it yesterday. Um, now somebody asked me about they. They somebody uh had linked me on Twitter crazy. during our little hiatus to Big Sean talking about how his record deal makes it so that if he goes more than twelve or thirteen tracks. He has to pay extra, but you know what though? I I've heard that on a for a few people that if
0: your album is more than twelve tracks, you have to pay to get those tracks on there. I've I've heard that from a few people.
1: Now, not just Sean, right? I suspect you won't see that. Like now that we're fully in the era of streaming, yeah. I suspect contracts going forth won't be like that, right? Because now, the game, the name of the game now is. As many you want a lot of songs that are like three minutes long so that when yeah. somebody plays 60 minutes of your music you rack up those streams
0: mm.
1: right mm. this is but Sean's deal was signed that's like the that was like really like oh we're signing people to 360s yeah that was a huge big six uh, big 60 360 <laughs> so that's the era of yeah a short little album and then we're gonna tour you and you're gonna sell your merch and we're getting a cut of all that yeah. So I don't. I wonder how much of that is like I, I'm guessing. Whenever Big Sean, I mean, if if he signed to seven, he you know it'd be a long time. I don't know how long his, his deal is, but like if he if Sean were to sign a new deal with whoever, you know, this year, I'm guessing it would be vast. I'm guessing they'd be structured differently. But I would actually love to know because the incentives now are different. Like the incentives when when because Sean probably signed in what 2010, maybe nine. Mm. I say and, nine. The incentives are really different now yeah like the percentage like back then you know the most people most of his sales would have still been coming from cd um and really the yeah and the way that your contract sort of structured like the incentives have changed so i wonder if that i wonder if that is changing now because i mean if that's the case then like i don't think everybody's album is structured that way because you wouldn't have seen drake do his album the way it is you wouldn't have seen Kanye do, do his album the way, that, the way that it is. Now, maybe they, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll, all contracts are structured that way. But for big enough artists, they go, yeah, we want to get those numbers up because you're going to get a lot of streams anyway. Yeah. You know, as opposed to Sean, they go, yeah. Like, Sean's success isn't going to come off the album sales. Right. Exactly. Whereas for Drake, oh, no, he's going to make a lot of money off album sales. Yeah. And album streams and everything else. I don't know. the To me, the most interesting thing about this rollout is – like Out of all those records, Live and Single was the one I would have called closest to a single. Yeah. These records, I, I like Halfway Off the Balcony. These records all sound like Big Sean album tracks.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bounce Back is caught on a little bit, but it, it sounds like a warm-up single to me. It doesn't sound like something that you put the house behind, the but it ob- seems like that's where they're going.
1: Well, the obvious leak that they'll put out just before the album comes out is the Eminem record, right? Because it's him and Eminem over Metro.
0: You got Eminem on a Metro beat.
1: Yeah, I again, it's either going to be gr- like really interesting or just terrible. I don't trust Eminem in 2017. I just I don't.
0: I, so, so I'm 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 not gonna say I'm expecting the worst, but I'm just I'm not I'm not mm. excited. I, I'm just I'm guessing. We um, revisit. We may need to revisit Sean's discography for this. We sure. may do like an all Big Sean show where we you know. Hall of Fame, that, finally famous. No, no. Detroit.
1: I was gonna say that
0: Detroit mixtape. Yeah, has Detroit some was really Well, I gotta. Rem- I don't remember what those records were. I do remember when it was out. It was really dope. But I wonder if
1: those records held up. There's. Uh, let's see, now you're gonna have me go looking at this mixtape.
0: And then I even want to go back and listen to some of those finally famous records, or fun, those finally famous mixtapes. Because that's when I thought Big Sean was like atrocious, and it was the Big Sean of the Big Sean flow, and who.
1: Oh, yes. <clears throat> I mean, so Moolah is Moolah, but the rest of these, I remember, some of these, oh, like, oh, right, 100 with Royce and Kendrick. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Some of these are, yeah. He had it, oh, this production lineup's pretty legit, too. I'm like, huh, huh, okay. 2012 Hit Boy, course, Key Wayne. Oh, you know what? Re- Higher is the record. Higher is amazing. No, it's not. What? Hold on. Higher's Hold- great. Maybe I'm thinking of J Cole's "Higher." You might be. "Higher" is J Cole's great. "Higher" is horrendous. No, "Higher" is like the stereotypical Big Sean and Key Wayne record. Love "Higher." Hold on, hold yep. on. Yep, hold, yep. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that song. Dude. I feel like I feel like he's done this better since then. I love "Higher." Hire's is great. Like, it also I, has a really great uh drop into uh mercy and then they pull it back out works really well but no I like higher. Gotcha. No,
0: I I loved uh I think it was the was it the fourth quarter freestyle? Oh yeah that's good. They had the um they had the gospel sample slowed down with those oh my oh, god Oh yeah 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 no that, key, key,
1: that, Wayne's key Wayne's underrated Key wins underrated Okay. So yeah so Big Sean coming this week so we'll probably talk to Big Sean this but his rollout has been um yeah like I can't remember last time an artist was on SNL and not like... Because typically if you're on SNL, it's like, I've got the new big single. I'm announcing that. Or it's albums coming out like this week and I want you to hear that. Instead, he was kind of like in the middle, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Now, I hope it works out for him. I don't know who else is coming out. Like, that's a really big name. I mean, Sid's coming out. We talked about that offline. I- I'm trying to think. It's kind of a of a, of a quiet time in hip hop right now. Um, I kind of feel like, I mean, a lot of the attention... Like uh, there's only, people only have a finite amount of attention. People are paying a lot of attention to politics and other stuff right now. Super Bowl is coming up. I don't know if there's a lot of attention, like if there's a lot of people's attention ready for music right now. But like I yeah. feel like I feel like the first like three weeks of the year there was a there was a gap where like oh. nothing came out. Absolutely. And if that Big Sean album was right, re- or frankly, I mean, we'll talk about the Migos in a bit. But like even if that Migos re- like the Migos album, like they could have put that out. Like they could have put that out the you know the second week of. A January, but that's a that's a different conversation. But yeah, I feel yeah. like there, I feel like there was
0: a real like oh, absolutely nothing going on. No, there wasn't. I mean, and that's what made the Definitive Fifteen work so well, well for us. Yeah, sure. It was literally wide open. But I think, you know, in prepping for this big Sean, um, for the new album, I think it would be cool for us to revisit um his discography, at least his albums. I think that'd be cool.
1: Oh, Key Wayne produced Amen. That makes sense. That's such a big Sean beat. It is. Mm. <laughs> I like that beat
0: i digress i'm uh, sure we'll <laughs> talk about amen next week but i you know uh, this i can't even talk about it i can't i can't i can't talk, I can't talk
1: about it because it has to do with music that i've yeah. heard that isn't out yet oh, okay so you speaking of music that's not really out yet but that we have kind of heard you want to talk about your man aubrey graham yeah what there's happened there's no to more script. life I was, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, he went to he went to he went to Europe and now he's wrapping around a globe. <laughs> it changes colors. Like he he's he saw he saw glow in the dark, he saw Yeezus and he saw um the life of Pablo Tour, mixed it all up and then basically like said, I want one part. <laughs> put it all in the pot and was like I'm just going to sip one little piece of it and I'm going to like take the rest. It's a, it's simple like life of Pablo, but the globe um reeks of Jesus and the lighting reeks of glow in the dark.
1: So he previews a new song. Yeah. Which I heard and I was like eh. eh. Yeah. I'm getting kind of bored with Drake right now. Yeah. He's run this he's run this sound into the ground. Yes, he has. So if more life is literally just this sound, run into the ground. Oof! I don't know if that's gonna work. I mean, he probably could. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a certain. I mean, he'll get a certain amount of whatever. But like, I don't know. I think it's time for Drake to switch. Drake Drake should probably switch it up. Might be time. And then
0: you know there was a he, you know, Shang sung somebody's style apparently. <laughs> um, some uh, I don't know kid. I don't know the kid. The kids. The kid I know I'm just like the kid just looks evil. So I don't even know. Like he looks like he's fourteen with like tattoos on his eyes. And I know I sound really old right now. I don't care. Um I just, I don't know. Like this is what the kids are listening to nowadays. That's cool. But Drake was like, hmm, this is what the kids are listening to nowadays. Yoink. And there you go. So it's
1: it's XXX tentation is how it's pronounced yeah
0: how do, yeah. How do you pronounce that oh uh, li-
1: so no 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 that's the, come on that's a little ridiculous um yeah yeah oh yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm right. good <laughs> yeah he's got a little bit of uh like metal influence to his sound which i'm not really into metal like yeah like, like- distortion yeah not quite Jesus in that way but yeah no i'm good good i'm good um yeah no uh, like I honestly I have, I have no expectations for this more life thing none yeah
0: Not. Nah, and you probably shouldn't okay yeah you probably shouldn't I I don't I don't see what the benefit is of you know it's a playlist so I'm expecting a lot of OBO O'Brien a lot of Roy Woods a lot of you know affiliates with like remember the rough riders compilations where they would sell it heavy as a DMX project but like Ride or Die Volume 1 only has X on maybe two
1: songs or three songs and there's 15 songs on the album.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's what More Life is going to be. Like I was going to
1: say, life- I think More Life is going to be a little closer to like Ride or Die Volume 4. What? <laughs> Just so like a lot of Murder Mook and Jin. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like, eh, eh this is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if we got actually, Volume Three is pretty terrible too, with the exception of like one or two songs. Don't do that. They They're not ready. Is great. No, never
0: mind. Okay, no, go ahead and do that for Volume Three. That's fine. Right, right, right. That's fine. The rest of that? No. Okay. Yeah. No. Nah. Anyway, I got, I got two mixed up with
1: three. Oh yeah, more. no, two is you know, two is ridiculous, but it's 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 great in its own way. As we as we talked about extensively on the Rough Riders. I think is that like a two or three part retro?
0: Nah, I think we got everything in one episode. No. Yeah, we did. Did we really? I'm pretty sure we did. We're both running the.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> this is how again how you know we're getting old. Before we started recording, I was sitting there. My mom was yeah. talking about like about a beat of mine that I recorded to. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't make a beat with that sample. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I think this is what we did right. This is what it, it was three parts. Oh, part one, part two, part three. Right, right, right. That's okay. It but okay, so then episode 180 was the part one. Right. And then episode 81. Did we drop like two episodes that week or something I like that? I don't know. He probably did some rapper
1: stuff. Like, <laughs> it sounds very rappy. Um, speaking of somebody who uh, Shang Sung, somebody's, uh, somebody's style. Mm-hmm. can we talk about Lecrae's song with Ty Dolla oh boy oh boy oh boy yeah let's talk about it listen is this pretty so I, I heard the I heard the ear drummers tag is this uh, Mike Will yes is this it is is Blessings yes it is alright let's get a couple things out of the way number one this is uh, this is a a B grade Mike Will beat not terrible but not amazing yeah alright Um, this is an, an okay Ty Dolla hook yeah. And when did Lecrae decide that he was gonna alternate between yelling like Meek Mill and being faux aggressive like like Drake when he tries to get angry?
0: When did that Le- happen? Lecrae has been Meek Mill since uh
1: church closed too. I So there's that. There are he's there's been, he's been making it for a while. There's 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 this whole portion of the song where he's using Drake's like Kind of like, so remember how like in, the, in like 2004, 2005, we all kind of made fun of Eminem for like when he tried to do his like fake, like angry Tupac flow. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I feel about when like, when Drake tries to do his like pseudo, like angry, aggressive flow. Yeah. And if, unless I'm crazy, I feel like Lecrae pretty much just, just did that exact same thing. He am, I, am I crazy? Yeah. There's
0: a, there's a particular
1: record that, uh,
0: hype. Yeah. Like, he just took the flow that Drake used on Hype and just sped it up mm. for this beat. Um, Yeah. So, every time Lecrae comes out with music, I'm always reminded of when we did, we reviewed Church Clothes, um, we did, I think we did Gravity. Yeah. Um, We did Church Clothes 2, and then we did whatever the project was after that. I don't know. Did we do Church Clothes 3? I think I we think did. I think so. It, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... After the the whatever scene, because now I need remember what album that was, because I I kind of have to. All right, mm-hmm. Anomaly. Oh yeah. So yeah, we did Gravity. We we did Anomaly. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. So we talked about we said all right, because we kind of compared him to to Mclemore, where um, Lecrae kind of had to decide who he was gonna be if mm-hmm. he was going to be, you know, because he talked about change a lot so he was kind of the poster boy for uh christian hip-hop turning a corner in terms of sound in terms of content in terms of um uh commercial access but he and a lot of well not a lot but he and a a lot of the not even a lot i'll just say him and a few other people they were kind of stuck between Okay, we've garnered all of these, uh, these Christians and our fan base. They have been instrumental in us being wildly successful. Now we're on ESPN. Now we're rubbing shoulders with A-list um, MCs, et cetera, et cetera. Do we forsake them because Christian, ah, if you ever go on Rapzilla's comment section, you see <laughs> how Christians can be. Um, do we do that? Do we still cater to them? Or now that we have these new doors open, do we take advantage for these new doors? How do we take advantage of these new doors? Do we, Are we compromising? Are we switching it up? Are we changing it? What are we doing? What are we doing? And Lecrae was posturing himself like he was going to sort of revolutionize and change things up. And he just, he never did. He never turned that corner. Um, and now it's too little too late. But now you sound like you're listening to the radio and saying, what are the young kids doing? And I always ascribe to the, the belief that Christians in any arena should be first and in the forefront of um, creativity, of being a voice, of setting the tone, setting the pace in whatever arena they are in. Um, and this just kind of doesn't do that. And it, it's it's disheartening a little bit you know what i'm saying like you want to see that happen but when it doesn't you're like oh mm-hmm. so uh, i it, it just it sounds generic and if anybody and if anybody else would have did this record it would be as generic is this isn't one of those things where it's like it's generic for lecrae it's generic if big sean does this record right you know I uh, yeah i'm i'm very curious i'm not very curious because i know where it's going but you know You're now seeing, it's amazing how you're seeing, um, and I'm not saying Lecrae was doing this on on this song because I don't think he was, but it's amazing how you're seeing people who aren't professing to be Christians rapping with, uh, rapping about probably things that Christian artists should be rapping about. And then the Christian artists are trying to be relevant. And now we, I mean, we're kind of talking about God, but we're talking about this and that. And it's like, just, just rap. But, you know, like. We should, we should know what you stand for. If I, listen to, if I listen to Ross, if I listen to Big Sean, if I listen to Migos, by the end of their album, I know 1,000% what they stand on and what they believe in. With right. some Christian artists, I, I don't. I'm not sure. And for me, that's a problem. So rant over. I always rant when we talk about Lecrae music. You know. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's switch gears yeah. and let's finally talk about Migos. Maybe it's the black ball. Continue. Okay, let's talk amigos. Let's, let's talk, Migos. talk The Amigos. The 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 three Amigos. The Amigos. Uh <laughs> take off offset in Quavo. Quavo.
1: Quavo. Um Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, give <clears throat> give Fabo his ad lib back, please. <laughs> so <laughs> Quavo uh Quavo and Migos in the, well, Quavo specifically, but Migos in general, sort of uh they've had an interesting last year, right? So um what back was it like sometime in the summer? Um right around the time when um maybe it was fall when um when kanye put out champions and cuevo was on that and they announced that they were signing tyga to good music <laughs> right and then do we listen to that tyga and kanye record we did right i did yeah well, i've heard it was terrible i've heard yeah, worse um terrible. and then um and then the word had come down also that uh migos I'm assuming because they wanted they wanted uh Quavo uh Cuevo. Um Migos was uh getting a management deal with good music. Um which actually turned out to not happen. So yeah. they're not in the good music camp. And so they put out So the album is uh is called Culture. Uh I don't even have to say what the first single is because everybody knows it. It's bad and bougie, but the 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 rise of that song is really interesting to me and really instructive for like how hip hop songs are now sort of getting marketed and and how this works. Right. Because bad and bougie came out in October, but it's not like it. Oh, look at bad. Oh, that song's really taken off. Right. It, it wasn't really until what December when the meme started that bad and bougie really started to take off. I don't remember, but okay. That sounds about right. The, yeah, the raindrop drop top meme. And so, I, had, I remember in this article, I was trying to find the link. I couldn't find it. I read this article about how I think this is sort of in the outgrowth of Black Beatles, and now, and sort of how a lot of the sex success there was driven by, uh, you know, what we 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 call a meme. You can call a viral fad. You can call whatever, but sort of online trends. And then now the success of Bad and Bougie. What was interesting to hear is that record labels hire companies to help these songs go viral yeah um madonna owns a company that does that right and they did that for um i can't remember who it was specifically i remember reading about that but so like bad and bougie it's not like it had what like the the way that bad and bougie became a number one hit is all but incomprehensible to somebody from from, like if you stepped in a time machine from 10 years ago and you saw bad and bougie get released in October and then you sort of observed how it took off in culture in the culture or really kind of took off. But then all of a sudden, like there's this online meme and all of a sudden that factors into, you know, billboard and cause it's driving streams. And all of a sudden it's number one. Like it used to be that a number one, sa- a number one single, like a, uh, this is like on the billboard 100, like not on the hip hop R and B charts. Like hey, this is this was a number one single. It used to be that a number one single, like that crossed over, you know? Like you're like, that's playing on like pop radio, like number one single, like you're going to hear that someday, like in the grocery store. Yeah. You know, you're going to hear that played at like, I mean, they play, I guess they play they would probably play back bougie arena at an arena, but you know what I mean? Like it was like a crossover thing, but the way that streams and online plays in general factor into if a song is number one or not means that. Now it's more like something gets to number one. If it crosses some sort of arbitrary, if it sort of is the most across all the sort of widely divergent culture we have, we all live in these little bubbles. Like if you can get enough numbers and your bubble is higher than this other bubble, you can have a number one record. And so I, I just want to say that to say the idea of what a number one record now means is totally different than what a number one record used to mean. You know, so I want to give, I want to give Migos credit for the success of bad and bougie because you know if you if when that song came out in october if you would have told me yeah this is going to become a billboard number one hit i would have told you you're crazy yeah right not because it's a it's a particularly bad song but because it doesn't sound like a crossover hit but like the to me the interesting thing about the success now of migos and really what bad and bougie does for their career because with you know if that song doesn't go number one I think people are going to, would be looking at Migos in a very different way because there's only a handful of other songs in this album that are really what I would even consider remotely interesting to me. But I think, I think, I think some of the, I think, I think the Migos have talent. I think specifically, I really think Cuevo is an interesting place. And I think sort of, kind of like how Sway Lee is with Ray Schremer. It's like, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, is, is Cuevo going to, going to go solo or not? You know, no disrespect to Offset or who's the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's take, name. Take, uh, take off. Think of take off. I know Offset. Um, like no disrespect to them, but like hearing this Migos album, just like, oh, all right. Well, when is Quavo's? You know, when is Quavo going to go solo? But, um, the this sort this sort of sudden number one success, all of a sudden, like re like I, like the narrative around Migos will change. Does that make sense? Totally, I think not that dissimilarly from how the success of Black Beatles totally changed the narrative of that Ray Shremmerd album. Yep, and so I don't know, like is is it weird to you now, like that that records will go like number one on the pop charts without actually crossing over, or is that just me being an old man?
0: No, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not weird at all. Um, for one, I think hip hop is pop. For one, okay, that's um, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think hip hop is pop, and then two, I mean, you know, meme culture. Does not. I don't think there's different sex of like memes that are popular in different circles. I think that
1: you might I'd be a little off there. Well,
0: what, what I mean is there. There are one. Well, okay. So I, let me re-say this thing. Things are in everything's in sex because that's kind of how the world works now. Like there are little bubbles. I agree with. I agree with you there. Um, I saw raindrops drop tops like. A good maybe three weeks before I heard the song. I saw it everywhere. Mm. You know, you're seeing um like Wendy's tweeting about it, but then like incorporating it into their menu. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it it's nowadays where, all right, we need the video. Um, we need to get this on BT and MTV. This this is a generation that you and I come from. We need to get on B T and M T V, you know, we need to get a mixtape out. Because I was asking a friend, and maybe I asked this on the show, I don't think so, but I was asking a friend, you know, this generation of artists, you know, your, your 21 Savages, your Kodak Blacks, your Lil Yotties, Um, I think Yachty is, but the other artists, do they have like a definitive mixtape? You know how Jeezy, if you wanted to hear Young Jeezy, you you introduce somebody to Trap or Die, you automatically associate Jeezy with Trap or Die, you associate Drake with So Far Gone, you associate Wiz with cushioned orange juice, et cetera, et cetera. Like these new artists, they're using social media, they're using memes, they're using 60 second videos. They work fun. Yeah, we've
1: definitely talked about this idea. Yeah, we've talked about
0: that. And so now it's to the point to where you don't even need to get on. You know, like the video is just kinda, the video now just becomes a, a revenue stream versus we need to get this out there. It's, you know, kids are watching YouTube more than they're watching cable. So, you know, they want to see a video to a song. They type up Migos, Bad and Bougie. You can see the video right there, but then you can see all these other different videos that people have made out of their song. And that's why it becomes a number one hit. Right. I don't know, man. It's crazy.
1: So did you listen to the album? I skimmed. Okay. Aside from, uh, so was there any, any songs stick out to you? Uh, T-shirt was all right. I like T-shirt. I think I, I'm not surprised that they that they came out with a video for T-shirt. Um, uh, you know, depending on how on how long the legs are on Bad and Bougie in terms of its popularity, you know, T-shirt might be the next one.
0: Yeah, T-shirt, T-shirt was T-shirt was cool. Everything else just sounded like it didn't sound bad.
1: It just sounds like something I've heard a thousand times before. The Gu- the Gucci record is cool. Um, I like Gucci when he's paired up with what I would consider this new generation of Atlanta rappers because like, I think t-shirts an interesting example of like a like a, just a, a classic, like a classic example of what a new Atlanta record sounds like, because the melodies are not driven by the beat anymore, right? The melodies are driven by the artists. So you get these beats that really almost exist mostly to sort of get the artist in the right, like flow and bounce, if that makes sense. Like, I like the beats t shirt but it's not like there's a melody going on there. The melody all comes from them. You know what I mean, and so Gucci Man is interesting when he pairs up when he's a guest on on a song from one of what I would call these new Atlanta artists because he is much more like he is much more of a traditional rapper than they are, but he's not like an old school rapper. you know what I mean so he can he's a to me he's a really good like compliment to them if that makes sense sure um. Speaking of Gucci Mane, somewhat off topic, I finally discovered that Drive You Crazy record. How did I miss that? What Drive You Crazy record? Crazy I Drove You, talking about how crazy you drove me? Nope. Who's that? That's uh, Gucci and uh, Tiller. Oh, nope. Never heard it. That beat is ridiculous. You haven't heard that? Nah. Oh, no. I'm out. You're out out of the game.
0: I am out of the game. Oh, no. Completely out.
1: Crazy. Talk about how crazy you drove me. Talk about how crazy you drove me. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, the Gucci and Taylor record, I actually, I surprisingly really like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, like rec- uh, T-shirt's good. I actually like T-shirt a lot. That and Bougie grew on me. It's okay. The Gucci record's cool. A lot of this though, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I kind I felt like, I felt like they had an interesting, they had an interesting like possibility. Like if Migos was going to do, if, if they were going to take a step forward, this would have been the album, right? Like this was their moment to do that, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of had a little moment in the, cu- I mean, that's a, that's a moment in the culture, but like they had a little moment in our culture. You know what I mean? The success of Bad and Bougie, um, they it seemed like they were in a nice little spot, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I think Migos is who I think they are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Eh. Okay. Eh. It,
0: it's, not, it's not even, eh, it's just, you know, eh. I just, it's not, yeah I just don't care. Okay. I just don't care. But much shout- but shout out to them because uh their audience seems to be enjoying this album, so oh really so good re- good reception online yeah that's what that's what I'm seeing when i when i pop when I pop in you know what i'm saying i'm that's I'm seeing people are are enjoying the album, so that's what you wanna do that's that's the name of the game nowadays is to you know take care take care of your fan base. I mean,
1: mean, I've been walking around Yale for the past week, like uttering Migos ad-libs from T-shirt under my breath. So, you know, it worked for me.
0: Listen, let me tell you something. I saw your tweet. (laughs) Mama is just one of the greatest (laughs) ad-libs in music history. (laughs) I still, that's how I call, when I talk to my mother, it's what I say
1: when she picks up
0: the phone. (laughs) So, there's that.
1: Okay, so... Nothing else really to say about me. any other music you want to talk about this week? Anything else in your mind? Anything you want to announce? Anything you want to talk about?
0: Nah, man, I'm just I'm just writing I'm, I'm Just writing. I'm writing. I'm Grindin. just writing. And my hair looks absolutely crazy. <laughs> and
1: uh, that's a good sign, though.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just you know my yeah. stuff is just very it's just very different. It's not on the the wave that people are used to me being on. Mm. Um, so I'm just I'm not curious about the reception. I'm not really worried about it. But you know it's just. Whatever you're expecting me to do, like just go ahead and just leave that somewhere. So, so it's good though. So now it's we just great. got
1: now we just gotta get you out here, finish up the album. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean I got I need to go somewhere. Um uh what else was I gonna say? Uh, you and I need to lock in. I know that much. Yeah. I've locked in with some producers, but you and I uh have some unfinished business.
1: Oh god, what a terrible album that is. What? Unfinished business? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about something we did? You talking about three day weekend? You talking about?" I was like, "You better chill out." Yeah, yeah, this was a bad album.
1: Yeah. All right, well, it, I think that's it for us this week. Um, big grab bag of everything. Hopefully, y'all liked it. Use the, use the hashtag clock with speakers. Let us know what you think. Maybe you really, maybe we're missing the boat on Nigos. Maybe there are records here that we're missing because I'm not really hearing it. Um, but we'd love to hear from you and hear about it. So let us know what you think. Uh, side A this week. Remember, we talked about. Uh, trump's america and what's going on um he has picked a supreme court justice so i'm sure i'll be tweeting about that because that's what i do now um aside from that uh thank y'all for joining us and armand you good everything good i'm straight man see you guys uh, I, uh, next episode see y'all next week